This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. One can say that the Philippine chapter of the Percussive Art Society was off to a bad start, established as it was mere months before the pandemic. However, unlike so many of the projects we've heard of on the program, PAS Philippines was not shelved. Under the leadership of President Saturnino Chamson, the group wasted no time hosting meetups, seminars, workshops, and various other activities, all on the internet. That is to say, it made the most of the online sphere and truly made it its own. Its members' efforts earned the admiration of other PAS groups and were recently richly rewarded when PAS Philippines was recognized last year as one of the society's outstanding chapters in 2021. So how did they do it? How have they impacted the country's percussion circle in so short a time, and how do they intend to adjust to, or perhaps more appropriately, expand into in-person activities as we enter the new year? We hear all about that from Chapter President Saturnino Chamson, Vice President Isaac de Alva III, Broadcasting Manager Ryan Peralta, and Ernie Severino. But first, a performance from PAS Philippines member Kent Brian Capistrano on marimba. Here is Emmanuel Sejone's Catamia. Thank you. 
I want to throw this question to Ryan, since you are the broadcasting manager, and a lot of the adapting through the pandemic fell on your shoulders. How, at least in your field, would you say your chapter was able to survive through the pandemic? Initially, when we started to meet for the very first time, when we, we were trying to put together PAS Philippines, we were actually planning to do a face-to-face -face days of percussion event. So we were looking at and planning a gathering in UP, and then pandemic hit. So live streaming became an option. Many people would do that, but mostly like gamers and stuff like that. So we tried our best to find a way how to learn how to work with Facebook and later on even learning other applications to do the live stream. We started with just continuing the Days of Percussion as planned. Same with the artists that were lined up. I think Days of Percussion was supposed to be a day event only. <laughs> But we did a six-day event. <laughs> we lined up six artists, invited their own friends also to join the stream. We would stream like from an hour to two hours or even more. <laughs> it became like the new TV for most people, the internet. So we really exhausted that opportunity of going online. And somehow the first Days of Percussion event was a success. And we really enjoyed that because more than the learnings that we had it was like a time to bond and to ask conditions of each musician and also what's happening on their end. Yeah, so it was a, an encouraging thing also for each musician to be together online because not most of them are comfortable in doing interviews or, or going online in public, especially. You know, most drummers are hiding behind the instrument, so we're not used to going in front. There are many challenges on doing an online platform. You can get cut, you can get a choppy signal, Somehow, we would keep that light and not to push any stress. Really, the goal was to cross that information and to educate and to inspire others, even with just making use of what we have. So from then, we continued that and did other smaller events. And we tried to keep up like doing it monthly for the next two years, I think. Yeah, so it was Satur who was the driving force for most of those. It's really amazing how your videos were really just like friends talking to each other, having fun. So there, I imagine those gatherings, one way they helped is that they reminded you of the shared spirit that you have, sentimental though that may sound. Right. But would anyone like to add to that? Sir Isaac? We just not survived, sir. In pandemic times, I believe that the Percussive Art Society Philippines boomed or we have been known in the pandemic times. Most students, most performers, drummers, they are spending more time in their cell phones, social media, and other platforms. This is the time that we focus on that for around two years. We've given them education, knowledge, or even performances. So Ernie? I think it really boils down to the leadership of Satur Chamson, of course. I just learned a few weeks ago when I attended a drumline event that PAS Philippines chapter was just formed a few months before the pandemic and they were already planning what Ryan mentioned, the Pintig Percussion Festival. But still, they pushed through. Although it was virtual, it was well attended. Plus, it didn't end there. It snowballed into different programs like specialties and even I myself, I was 
well kind of pressured to present something which if i hadn't been a member of pas i wouldn't think it would have happened so i'm very grateful for this organization so ernie since you're already talking about how the early pintig festival snowballed into something bigger and since you are one of the earlier members of the pas how have you seen the group develop and grow when i reflect on my growth as a musician by becoming a member of PAS. Again, I felt like I was a student, although I'm really a student for life, but I got exposed again to mallet, percussion, marching, orchestra, and world music, which I was exposed to years before when I was studying at the UP College of Music. That was very enlightening on my part, a lot of realizations, plus it also rekindled my love for Kulintang, and most importantly, I met some new friends. I also connected with some old friends. And I also felt my relevance to society, which is to teach, to share, and hopefully to inspire. Most performers, what I've seen in the past pandemic time, they've grown in not just skills and knowledge. They practice a lot. They read a lot. They watch instructional videos, lessons a lot. Even me, myself, I've enrolled some online classes that I've never imagined I'll experience because most of the teachers are not available before. But in pandemic times, most of the teachers also changed their platform. Some drummers or performers also focus on online teaching and online performing. So for the growth, I think, especially in marching percussion, which I am well aware of, what I've seen these past weeks, elementary students, high school students, they play differently. I think one fact that we saw was that even other PAS chapters weren't as active as how we did it. So I think it made an impact somehow because they saw the activity of the group. Every month they see something happening. Barriers was not a problem. It opened up inspiration to other chapters as well. So they also started meeting up with even just a Zoom hang for members, which aside from the educational purpose of PAS, it was also like a fellow musician mental health thing also. From what we were doing, they also took it to another level, especially the recent PASIC, which is an annual gathering. So it was good. What we started small, fired up another, and then hoping to be consistent at this and invite more people who would be interested to really expand that knowledge of the percussive arts. And finally, Satur, since you're the man overseeing all of this, we also want to ask you how you've seen the group develop and grow. Actually, I want to jump to what Ryan said. When I went to PASIC, Percussive Art Society, international convention, the largest percussion convention in the world, most of the people there, they told me that we are doing great, that we inspired them, that they are learning a lot from us, and so many beautiful phrases, great phrases that I heard. So very overwhelming. I cannot believe until now that they will say that because we are just two-year-old chapter. And we didn't know that we did. We made a big impact internationally. So they're trying to copy what we're doing here. They always say, hey, Saturn, your chapter started it. <laughs> but I told them all these things happening at past Philippines was really inspired by them. Without them, without the PAS, there's no PAS Philippines. Uh, if I will compare the society from the beginning, there's a big difference now. 
of course, from the start, we we're just 15, and now we're like 40 plus. Before, we we're just like music teachers, professors, and some students. Now we have members from the community drummers. We have members from the community drum and bell, from the marching band. Of course, Ernie Severin is here. <laughs> Mardison, Otep, Concepcion, the All-Stars are here. The Regalados, Sandy Balyong, Carmi. So not only educators. And then, regarding the online event, Ryan can say more about that. He's the man. We're very blessed that I met Ryan many years ago in Hong Kong. I think that's the sign. <laughs> I'm meeting the right people one by one. I met Isaac, Ryan, Zara. And I don't know that these people will help the organization. I didn't found this group. We found this group. It's all of us in the Philippines. This is a big group of talented and passionate volunteers. Without our members, officers, supporters, and all of you, we will not survive during the pandemic. When I went to PASIC, most of the artists there, even the popular artists, they talked to me, hey, Sator, I will volunteer for your interview <laughs> so that we can maintain that online event. And all right, <laughs> of course, I will say yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a blessing for us. So yeah, for the online event, we will continue it. So we can introduce our local artists to the international, and then we can also learn from international artists.
we heard marimbist Kent Brian Capistrano in Mitchell Peters' Yellow After the Rain. We continue our interview with Satur Chamson, Isaac De Alva, Ryan Peralta, and Ernie Severino. Did you expect the group to grow into something like this? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I can see five years to ten years people grow like that. But, yeah. Well, just two years, see. I yeah. thought we were five years already. <laughs> <laughs> we're just two years. I didn't expect that we'd become like this. We made a big impact. What was it like? What were your thoughts when you received news that your chapter was going to be recognized as an outstanding chapter for 2021? Actually, this award is one of my dreams for the chapter. And it's too early, I think, because when I went to basic, I learned that other chapters are 18 years already, no events sometimes, or 10 years, no award, and then they're having a hard time how to make an event or how to get funds. So we're blessed. It's because of the whole team, the hard work of our team. Again, this award is a once-in-a-lifetime, a big award from the largest percussion organization in the world. It's such a great honor. This just proves that it is the leadership and the team effort. And this proves that much can be done when no one cares who gets the credit. And that's the kind of leader that we have. And I hope the leaders of other organizations will be this that's way. Right. Sir Saturius doing this remotely from Hong Kong. <laughs> so imagine that uh, coordinating everyone. I think that's one big factor that Satur trusted everyone that even remotely, he knows that it will push through and it will come out. We started with three officers only because before the pandemic, there's no uh, broadcasting officer or broadcasting manager. But Sir Ryan participated from the start. So Sir Sator asked if it is allowed to have a broadcasting manager as officer. After a year, I think, we designate Sir Ryan as the fourth officer in Percussive Art Society, we didn't just organize events. We connect people. We connect musicians. I live in Bicol, so I didn't know most of the metro musicians. When Sir Sator said, Sir Ernie of Side A, he will come in the event, I was too excited. I informed the participants, we will have celebrities, I said to them. In marching band, we are not very famous like the mainstream musicians. We are not as professionals as some players. In musicians in the Philippines, it is really hard to connect people. But here in the Percussive Art Society, members, societies, people talk to each other, share to each other. There are some session drummers tried to learn marching percussion like Carmi. And there are some marching percussion studied drum sets or there are mallet percussion or other disciplines in percussion. They studied because of the connection we've made here in our organization. When I got exposed to the PAS, that's how I saw how wide the percussion world was. We saw how wide it was and how diverse it was, but with a common thing, which was the love for <laughs> percussion arts. It helped each other in a way. For example, for drums at drummers, they won't take their rudiments probably that serious. But now that they saw the rudimental drummers do it that much, so that they can apply it to their field. And same thing with the marching drummers where independence would probably be a challenge. And then that's something that they would also absorb and things like that. So it was really a good sight to see from our generation, the older generation, the current, and even the young ones, that they're exposed to these things. Because back then, Materials did happen. You, you have to photocopy books, <laughs> record tapes just to get learning materials. But now it's like everything's so available and everyone's like a call away. Let me just react to what Chuck said. Well, firstly, 
I have total respect for educators, the academe. Now, the celebrity thing, in my case with side A, is just temporary. But with it comes responsibility and I have to use whatever influence I have for the betterment of my fellow drummers. But the teacher thing, it is permanent and it's constantly evolving. When the group had just been born, it was plunged into very strange times. And now that the world is opening up again, how do you expect things will happen? Or what do you hope to see in its development? I just had a meeting with our friends from the LGUs. It was very positive. So for the upcoming year, we're trying to put some workshops in different cities and provinces. I talked to Dean Vern from UP College of Music and Sir Tony Maige. So they will inform us once the university is really open so we can have a master class at least one day. The reason why UP or UST, because they have complete instruments. And then, of course, for the online events, we will continue it. And then the festival, we will maintain it, whether it's one day or three days or two days or maybe six days again. <laughs> we will have festival every year. Let's go to Ryan. I want to hear what you guys expect from the PAS or maybe how you hope it will develop in the future. Oh, yeah. Looking at this coming out from the pandemic online, will probably that content of documenting these things from documenting these excellent musicians who've worked decades to master their craft and are willing to share. Um, I think that will continue. Looking at another challenge, probably doing face-to-face is there will be more logistic challenges, putting it together. But then if I was to look at it, just that crossing out to, especially in our country, you know, we would look at to other countries, from, especially from the West, how instruments are so available to everyone. During the pandemic, we've encountered many students who couldn't rehearse their recitals because of the absence of instruments. Many would just make some DIY stuff just to continue learning. And so if hoping someday that these instruments will be available and affordable for many to catapult the talent of Filipinos. I feel very ecstatic <laughs> with the way PS, especially the Philippine chapter, is growing. I think there will be more face-to-face classes. It jump-started last November 20 with a drumline event with CHOP. I was very impressed and I was inspired to play marching, I mean, to practice. So more face-to-face classes, that means more hands-on knowledge, not only hands-on, but also eyes and ears on because it's live, because drumming is uh, very physical. You see the angles, you feel the emotion, and you get impacted, just like what happened to me. Again, inspired to better ourselves and to give back. I don't worry more for the future of our organization because Sir Satur planned it all out. Actually, he developed university students a long time ago. Some professors can't imagine that schools will come together and will have one committee. So for that question, I am not worrying about the future because we're in good hands for many years because we just not develop an organization that is short-term. We develop future leaders, future performers, and future musicians that will lead the percussion community. Now, we will focus on as a provinciano or as a person who's not used to live in metro musical scene. The Percussive Art Society Philippines 
planning to bring those knowledge, those communications, those connections to the provinces, especially in Visayas in Mindanao. Especially in Mindanao, we have our own percussion instruments. We have our own traditions that we need to study more or we need to focus on it. So I think um, it is good to say that we will focus on the bigger connections, bigger scope of knowledge.
Joseph Cam led the Asian Youth Orchestra in the overture from Leonard Bernstein's Candide, recorded for the concert A Celebration of Life. At the Glockenspiel and Xylophone was percussionist Saturnino Chamson. Chamson is the president of the Philippine chapter of the Percussive Arts Society, which was recently recognized as an outstanding chapter for the year 2021. Chamson joined us in our interview, along with other PAS Philippines members, Vice President Isaac De Alva, Broadcasting Manager Ryan Peralta, and Ernie Severino. You can find updates from the group at facebook.com slash groups slash PASPH. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 12 noon, the following Sunday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.